This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is Rogue. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. Welcome back to Rogue. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. So, who are you and what is your superpower? I'm Pops. And my superpower is I have a three-year-old granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Joey, welcome to Rogue. I'm very excited to break down your superpowers because I know that you have many of them. So this will probably be the first of many Rogue appearances. Um, but Dr. Joey, the, the host of the Work Positive Today uh, podcast and uh, many, many other things that you do. I've been a guest on your show and it was primo, amazing experience. Um Let's let's talk about one of your superpowers. I know you have many, but and and I, I don't want you to be humble here on Rogue. The purpose here is actually to legitimately talk about our superpowers. So which superpower of yours are we going to break down today? Wonderful. Well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you having me on. And the Work Positive podcast episode that featured you was amazing because of you and your superpower, man. You, you brought the lovable leader thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, in the South, we have a saying, it's a poor dog won't wag his own tail. But I appreciate the... Um, encouragement not to be humble because i i usually do and as we break down my superpower you're going to see that that's that's one of the ways we do it right so intuition and empathy travel together for me mm -hmm. um, they're like twin sides of the same coin so i'm just going to name that and you can flip them empathy and intuition as my superpower Got it. And I can confirm from having spoken with you on several different occasions that um, that those two things are very much present in you. So oh, thanks, let me ask buddy. you this. And this one's it seems almost like a layup, but I want you to take a minute to to think about how to answer this one. But how do okay. those two things, intuition and empathy, how does your superpower in understanding those two elements, how does that make a world a better place? Oh, man, um, makes the world a better place for one primary reason. Um, I transformed from me to we sometime back. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, the world just got to be a lot better place. And my sphere of influence increased because people were drawn magnetically to me mm -hmm. because unlike so many other people and Hey, unlike the earlier Dr. Joey, <laughs> right? I, it wasn't about me anymore, Jeff. It was about we and what we could do together. And so we were collaborating. We were teaming, cooperating, um, completing each other, um, like peanut butter and jelly, man. I mean, best you know, combo yeah. ever, except maybe yeah. peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of peanut butter, by the way. Okay. But here's a question for you. Grape jelly or strawberry? Uh, grape is the classic, but I'm not opposed to strawberry anymore, but I am a Welsh's grape jelly kid for sure. Oh, yeah. big, it, big, big fan. I also love the crustables. All right. So the, the. So you've given me something good here, right? Which is that the idea of shifting from me to we helps to unlock this power of empathy and intuition. Oh, yeah. It's the key. Yeah. So, but the interesting part is you talked about an older version of Dr. Joey and versus the newer version of Dr. Joey. Mm -hmm. So the next question I like to ask about superpowers and about how people got them is that I have a philosophy from being a comic book nerd that really there's kind of three different categories of how people go about acquiring superpowers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I call it sort of, a, I use different heroes to illustrate the point, but um, there's sort of the the three different models. There's the Superman, there's the Spider-Man, and there's the Batman. So the Superman is that you are born with it. This is the thing that you were naturally in, you know, imbued with. It, being tall uh, allowed you to dunk a basketball. It was a born with it sort of thing. Or maybe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's all number of other things. So there's that. 
The second is that something happened to you midway through your life. Uh, you got bitten by a radioactive spider. You had something happen to you that caused a mutation and you have this new found ability. And then the third is that you train. You determine to set your mind towards something and develop the superpower. And what I've found is that with the superheroes that I've spoken to, typically there's a little bit of all three in there. But if you had to pick one that helped to unlock your me to we transition uh, and your ability to develop a superpower around intuition and empathy, which of those would you say it was? Were you born with it? Did something happen that caused it? Or did you train really hard? Wow, great question. And and thanks for saying that most people say it's a little of all three because that's what I'm yeah. sitting here thinking. I'm thinking, okay, Jeff, it's a little bit of all three. So I, I do think I was born with empathy and intuition, but I have a very high regard for humanity. And I think we're born with far more potential in us than most of us realize. And so there come those, I like to think of them, Jeff, as transforming moments. And so I'm, I'm in developing my spidey senses here. When in my case, in terms of unpacking my own peak performance, I understand it as adversity. And that's just part of my normal peak performance pattern is adversity rears its ugly three-headed self, right? And, and then I have to take it on. Uh, however, I, I did train it. Um, I trained it a lot and I'm continuing to train it. And I got to tell you, man, until I take my last breath, I'm going to be training this transition from me to we. Now, uh, I'm happy to share some of that adversity if, uh, because I think that's the primary one. I think it's Spidey. And yeah. The three-year-old granddaughter loves watching Spidey, by the way. Oh, that's a good kid then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to unpack it. And, I, and one thing that I've always, uh, I like to call back after we go through that is that a lot of mm -hmm. these, um, uh, transitions into being super powered in some way or another, developing an ability comes out of trauma or adversity. Absolutely. We typically hit a wall and then we need to overcome it. So in the Batman mm. case, you know, he saw his parents murdered in front of him and he decided right. I'm going to become justice. I'm going to become right. vengeance, right? Yeah. With Spidey, he had the, you know, the traumatic Uncle Ben incident. And then, you know, obviously mm -hmm. Superman with, you know, losing all of his people on Krypton. Mm -hmm. But all of us kind of hit this point where something happens to us and out of that, um, we, we find some sort of superpower ability. So to exactly. your point, you had some adversity. So what I'd like to do is I'd like you to incorporate that adversity into this next part, which is I want to break down the superpower. So empathy and intuition, I'd first like you to kind of talk a little bit about what you mean by those two words, define for us kind of like how you recognize those, those two traits, how you recognize them in action. And then I'd like you to break down for people listening, sort of the formula for becoming a more intuitive person, for becoming a more empathetic person. Can I take us through the journey and the process and the framework of unlocking these superpowers for ourselves? Mm, yeah, great question. Uh, so the intuition empathy journey for me uh, began, at least consciously speaking, as a nine-year-old when I decided to be very entrepreneurial. I come from a agrarian background and that my grandfather ran a country store in addition to milking cows twice a day, in addition to raising crops and things like that. So I, you know, I thought everybody was crazy and worked all the time. <laughs> it's like you had to earn your way in the world. Uh, so when I, when I started trying to mow lawns as a nine-year-old to make money during the summer, um, I was just acting out of what's my natural DNA, right? Only I discovered, Jeff, that I was highly allergic to lots of things in the world. Turned out just about everything in the, <laughs> that grew in the world. And who knew, right? And, and especially to mown grass. So I came down with a viral infection in my lungs. Fast forward, I uh, wound up in Duke Hospital in Durham, North Carolina. 
it's the old Duke South. If you ever have a chance to go there now. Um, and man, they, they gave up on me one night. Um, it turned out I was also allergic to the medicine that they had put in the mist tent. This was a hundred years ago. Just think Marcus Welby, right? Um, and, and go YouTube, but it's a thing. And, and the medicine in the mist tent was making me sick. And I hear this intern tell my mom, uh, you know, just pray he makes it through the night. And I mean, I'm nine years old and I'm thinking, I knew I felt bad, but I didn't know I felt that bad. Right. And I remember Jeff, my mom reaching up under the, the mist tent and looking me in the eye and saying, I'm positive you're going to make it. And in that moment, I experienced empathy. Uh, she didn't just feel sorry for me, like with sympathy. She drew up alongside me and was having that experience with me. I mean, I'm her firstborn son. She was 19 when I was born. We grew up together. And so, uh, you know, it, it was a pivotal moment for me of adversity. Obviously, I made it through the night. Um, Dr. Susan Dees, one of the foremost asthma allergist doctors in the world at that time, uh, came in the next morning, reamed that intern out. And, and said, said to him, you know, take that medicine out of the mist tent. You're killing the kid. So fast forward to uh, I'm 16 or 17 and I'm getting ready to go to college and I'm playing high school baseball. I was not going to make the major leagues, but in my mind I was right. And just having a great time, president of key club, lots of great things going on. And my dad gets called home from a business trip and told that the company he worked for was going bankrupt. And his position as a data processing manager, think IT director, uh, was being eliminated. He said, I had not a care in the world. And then all of a sudden, I got to care because we got to eat now. And then I want to go to college. And so I looked inside myself at that point, And this is where the intuition pairs with the empathy, okay? I looked within inside myself and I realized that there were uh, some abilities I had that people recognize. I was involved in a church at the time, I was narrating musicals for our, our youth group, our 72 voice choir. That and, makes perfect sense. I could yeah. see you narrating. Great voice for it. <laughs> and a face for radio with it, right? Oh, and video. And <laughs> I love you. You're my favorite Jeff Gibbert ever. Um, <laughs> and, and so I said, uh, you know, okay, people enjoy listening to me. They come up to me after every one of these performances. They say, man, you got a really nice voice. And I'm just standing there reading into a microphone. Can't everybody do this? You know, can't everybody sound like this? So, uh, you know, dad's position's gone. And, and I just look inside and say, you know, what can I do? I drive down to the local AM FM radio station, uh, which had just put on an FM radio station a few years earlier, 100,000 watts, you know, big time. And I, I walk in to Mr. Harper's office, ask him for a job. He says, you have any experience? I said, not yet. And, and so he says, well, I, I have heard you narrate these musicals. <laughs> so he sends me down the hall. Two hours later, I come to the production room uh, with Jimmy Francis. Mr. Harper offers me a job. And six months later, I've got the number one afternoon rated drive time show in all of Eastern North Carolina. And, and so the intuition, the empathy combined at that point for me and the, the, the adversity in both cases is what stimulated it. I would, it became fertile soil as Dr. Norman Vincent Peale was fond of saying adversity contains within it, the seeds of opportunity. And so rather than lying down and becoming a victim, I stood up, 
stood into the intuition, stood into the empathy. Now, how does that help today? Well, I'm a culturer and I help companies create cultures where everybody wants to come to work. So intuition sees what people can stand up into. And fortunately I've, I've been blessed to be around long enough now to have observed some things and have actually written a book about the work positive framework, which, you know, these things. So let's intuitively find how you can make it work and using empathy to tell people, Hey, it's okay. You're not going to get this right the first time. Let's go mess it up. Let's come back, unpack it, and then let's reconstruct it better. And I think the way that people can uh, trust that intuition and work out of that empathy and live out of that empathy is this. First of all, just, just realize that it's okay to mess it up, right? Mm -hmm. That the adversity is there because something messed up somewhere along the way. It could have been eons ago, or it could have been five minutes ago. But just expect the adversity. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. And that's part of that me to we transition. Everybody's going to experience adversity. It's just simply how you choose to respond to it. Second thing is, what can I learn from this adversity that I've come to expect? So you're engaging the adversity. What is it that I can learn? Um, I like to refer to it as the Dr. Joey two-step. Step one is grab the handle, right? What can I learn? And step two is flush. And yes, sometimes multiple flushes are required in the midst of adversity, right? Because there's so much toxicity and negativity, you just got to get rid of it. The third thing is just endure that adversity. Hang in there. When you quit, you're guaranteeing the results. But if you keep going, man, there's something so exciting and so beautiful around the corner. Today, I'm able to stand and communicate with you, Jeff Gibbard, on the amazing Rogue podcast because my dad, when I was a 17 year old experienced job loss and I intuitively looked inside myself and went to work. Had it not been for Mr. Harper though, I would have never developed that skill. So you see how me turns into we, Dr. D's, Mr. Harper, my dad's position. It's not about me. It's about we. I love it. And I want to call out a couple things and then I want to ask you a follow-up question here, but it seems to me one of the things that that I'm noticing from your story is that the development of an intuition, a sense mm -hmm. of intuition, we're all born with a certain level of it to begin sure. with. But right. from what it sounds like, a lot of your development of intuition came from the times where you listened to your gut. When you listened to your intuition, you leaned into it and you failed. And then you got back mm -hmm. up and you tried again and then you did it again. So, so it's almost like whittling away until you get to a point where you have keen intuition, that intuition is, for lack of a better term, by the way, that I'm describing it here, sounds a little bit like a learned ability. It sounds like something that it, it it's, it, it's, um, I don't want to say educated, uh, hmm. it's informed decision-making based on past experience. So you're, oh, yeah. you're using, uh, you know, uh, retrospective method to be hmm. better at the forecasting process. And I think that well when you're when you're using that and pairing it with empathy, I think one of the things that I'm seeing in your story is that your the ability for your intuition to have succeeded was um, demonstrably tied to your ability to be empathetic with the people you're connecting with, being we-minded instead of me-minded. Mm -hmm. So yeah. looking for ways to bring and add value around. The question oh, I want to ask you about Other, though, otherwise, it's just navel gazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it, you know, self-awareness is good, but you have to eventually put it into action. 
Yeah, so the thing me, I want to ask you, let me sorry. lay this thought on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's very easy for me, perhaps others to have the same one year or five years of experience over and over again. Mm -hmm. So you get to be 45 and you've had nine five-year experiences, right? And never really grown past it. So I think part of the key is being comfortable enough to accept and silence your inner critic, which would have you cave into the adversity and just keep learning, just keep learning. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just, just keep now Dora's playing in my head, right? <laughs> just, just keep learning and swimming right on through it so that you can, um, so that you can learn and that learning stacks, if that makes sense. It does. And, and pretty soon somebody calls you wise. I mean, somebody called me wise earlier today and I'm looking around like, who the heck are you talking to? I've screwed things up about everybody can screw it up. So where does good judgment from? It comes from making bad decisions, right? Yeah. I love it. Well, the, the question I want to close out on is the follow-up question to this um, this takeaway about intuition and developing it over time, kind of mm. getting to that point where you're able to use retrospective experience as a forecasting device. Mm. But I think a lot of people are familiar with the experience of empathy, and I think a lot of people um, have a sense of what intuition feels like. But I'm wondering if you could break down a little bit of what intuition sounds like to you, how you notice it, how you look for it instead of letting it go by and maybe missing the call of intuition when it comes mm. up versus mm. what, what to look for kind of like, what are the signs, the road signs to look for, for both intuition or empathy reminders that you give yourself, things like that. That's where I want to kind of have you um, kind of close out on. With empathy, it's, um, well, I think of them as mic drop moments. Mm -hmm. When somebody says something and I go, whoa, you know, that's a point where they've shared something. Oftentimes that surprised themselves just to hear themselves say it because I've been compassionate. I've been caring. I've been actively listening. I've been asking powerful questions like you have with me today. And, and so it creates that mic drop moment where I can run, you know, the door just opened for a huge transforming moment for both of us. Cause I'm going to be better from the deepness of the relationship that we just created. So that that's for empathy intuition. And I referenced the inner critic a moment ago, please know that all of us have an inner critic. Um, it's, it's difficult to shut it up sometimes, but that, that little guy or little gal is just afraid. That inner critic is just scared. It's like, uh, it's driven by your ego. And so its job is to keep you safe. And when you start marching off the map of what your ego or that inner critic knows to be true, you know, the ranks start tightening and it's like, you know, danger, Will Robinson, danger, you know, to go back into lost in space time. Um, it, it's just a real challenge. So just receiving that little person inside of you that's scared of what this intuition just spoke to you because they want to preserve your life and just calming that scared kid inside of you and saying, Hey dude, it's going to be okay. Let's just take a step in that direction and see what happens. And knowing that as you transition from me to we anyway, which you've already done with empathy in those transforming moments, everything you need is going to rise up and greet you, the people, the resources, whatever it is that you need, just take that step and you'll watch it come to you literally. Yeah. And, then begin to trust it and lean into it. And for 
goodness sakes, please enjoy it. Just have some fun with it. Okay, it's going to be messy. It's like sloppy first, right? Remember your first kiss? You sucked, right? I do. But... That was not good. No, no, it's, like, it's not a superpower. <laughs> exactly. But you got better the more you did it. It's like, I like to think so. Just get, well, get, your, get Ms. Gibbard in here. Let's talk to her. Right? <laughs> Is he better? <laughs> so you just trust it and you lean into it. And, and then the ground rises up underneath your feet. Now I've got Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom yep. into my head, right? Uh, it, the ground rises up underneath your feet and, and you move forward in the direction of it. And you have an amazing experience that you could never have imagined had you listened to that inner critic, that little kid inside you. I absolutely love it. And I also love that there's kind of the two intuitive voices. There's the one that says, go, go forward, go take it. And there's mm -hmm. the one that says, stop, no, not safe. And, right. you know, obviously sometimes that voice is right because it's obvious, but in other right. cases it is, uh, you know, protecting your ego, it's protecting you from failure. It's all those things. But then there's the one that says, go move forward, do the thing. And that's one worth listening to as well. Dr. Joey, you are incredible. And I love talking with you and I can't wait to have you back to unpack more of your superpowers. I want to steal them for this audience because yeah. superpowers are meant to be shared. Hey, so, dude, you don't uh, have to steal them. I'm giving them away. That's There's exactly right. Around. Yeah, thank have you for just coming on, on me. and sharing them, right? <laughs> so um, final question I want to uh, leave it on, and, and this is just for you, is is uh, how can people get in touch with you when Gotham is in trouble or if they want to hire you or you know, learn more yeah. about what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Hey, the bat signal is this. Just shine the light on workpositive.today. Just go to workpositive.today. I've got this incredible course called Something to Talk About on there. It's absolutely free. Uh, changing your words because words matter and words are weighty. They're yep. heavy sometimes. And we really want to be good stewards of words. So we want to change the conversation from negative to positive. And so there's six modules in there where I help you transform your work conversations from negative to positive. And we give you something to talk about. And Jeff, come on, man. It's absolutely free. Can't beat that so price. Go to workpositive.today. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Dr. Joey. Thank you, buddy. I love you, man.